look at you And it was plain to see You were my destiny With my arms open wide I threw away my pride I'll sacrifice for you Dedicate my life to you I will go where you lead Always there Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode 67, recorded March 20th, 2022. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And it's that time once again, folks. It's uh, it's Oscar season as we record this. The, the big night is a week away, so we're doing our rundown of the Best Picture nominees. Yes, we watch them all, so you don't necessarily have to. Please don't. Yeah, I mean, there's like, you can, there's, there's some we'll tell you to watch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, I In, think there's only like one for sure we're like, don't watch this, um, but we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. And in, in that way, it's not so different from many other years. It's like, we're not always going to like all the movies. Yeah, it's just what happens. Um, this is, by and large, this isn't like, we, we kind of felt like we didn't have anything super amazing this year, and there, that could be for a number of reasons, but, you know, there's still good movies. There's mm-hmm. um, even some very good movies, maybe a couple of great movies, but there's nothing that, like, you know, kept me up at night with its awesomeness or something. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think I had anything like that this year, but we got some close calls, so, well, yeah, so I guess we can just uh, get into it. Yep, same here. So... You can tell them by their names. Hi. Well, if he's a Patrick or a Sean, he's a Catholic. And if he's a Billy or a William, he's a Protestant. There's more names than that, though. I know that. Just saying, them's the obvious ones. Starting alphabetically, because we don't have a better way to organize these this year, really. Nope. We'll start with Belfast. Kenneth Branagh's movie that is about... It's it's about his growing up in Belfast during the Troubles, um, but it isn't about the Branagh family specifically. Um, it is, uh, there's a veneer of fiction to it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we are seeing this, um, we're seeing this Irish family during the particularly high conflict of the of the Troubles at the time. Um, this is a, you know, a conflict that went going on for a while between the Protestants and the Catholics in Northern Ireland for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but this is mostly a coming of age story about Buddy, who is, you know, a child growing up. Uh, he seems to be early primary school and just figuring out life and all that. And his dad is often absent, absent because he's working. And there's this kind of gone-going tension about whether or not they're going to leave Belfast. Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, there really isn't like a huge plot to it. But that's okay. This is more of a slice-of-life movie. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's set during the Troubles. It's not really about the Troubles more broadly. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be. It's it's just how this this one family was affected by them. It's It's, it's not really taking a you know, a, a moral high ground one way or the other, particularly it's, yeah, no. we, we, we don't, we don't really agree with what's happening here. We... Although there is a, there is a sense of wanting to leave to, to not have to deal with it. There is, there, there, there is, is there's, there's, there's always that. It's like, we, we don't want to fight. We don't think people should be fighting, but it's, mm. it's, it's not about hammering that home. It's, it's more just about how these things that happen affected people's lives. Mm-hmm. And this is in a lot of ways, a very, Okay, people say Oscar bait, and that is a phrase that I understand and I get it. But I'm more of a fan of saying that there is a genre that I would refer to as Academy Award. And there are, and sometimes there are Academy Award movies that don't get nominated. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. this is very much a Academy Award kind of movie. Um, the like, uh, like the English Patient to me is like the apex of Academy Award <laughs> movies. Like you don't get more Academy Award than that. And this, this has that kind of Academy Award feel, and also has kind of like a '90s Academy Award feel to it. At that, 
it's it's funny because it does it does a good job of trying to be genuine, but there is something weirdly inauthentic about it, and I don't know why. Because this is supposed like this is a very personal story for Brenna, but it it never quite gets there all the way for me. I was like watching it, and like halfway through, I kept wondering why isn't this working for me? <laughs> like what's not clicking? And so I spent the rest of the movie trying to figure that out, which is not a good sign for me. Um, but it's, yeah, like, it, yeah, it's, I do think it's, like, it's weird, like, it's, I really do mean it when I say, like, it feels genuine, but somehow inauthentic at the same time, and I don't get how you do that, but somehow it pulled that off for me. Um, has kind of, like, a TV movie feel in that sense, maybe. Maybe that's where I'm getting that. It's almost like every big dramatic moment kind of wobbles instead of sticks the landing, I guess, is where my big qualm comes from, but... Everything else about the movie is fine. Like, I like the black and white photography. I think that's really cool. The performances are really good. Like, there's, like, so I don't, I don't really know how to fix it, <laughs> I guess. But it's not my, like, I mean, and maybe, you know, it's hard for Brenna to, like, you know, solve that problem because it's such a personal story to him. But why doesn't it feel more personal is, is kind of, like, where I'm at with that. I do think it's a good movie. But at the same time, I'm a little, like, perplexed why this didn't get there for me. So, in contrast, I actually enjoyed this movie. I'm not sure it's it's really my my favorite. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to rankings in a, in, a, in a bit here. At the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah but um, I hear what you're saying. I think some of the reason that some of the drama doesn't hit quite as hard as it might otherwise is because the point of view character is is buddy is is this you know like seven year old kid who, right but who doesn't have a clear view on on everything that's that's going on right but we've seen that work in other things really well though is 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 the other thing that i'm kind of like getting at is like we we see this kind of thing happen in like, like i feel like even though this movie isn't great either i think empire of the sun like with the, the spielberg movie with you know, about jg ballard i mean like it kind of goes through this kind of thing too and i feel like it does a better job than this did so i i don't know I, it can be done is it, what it, i'm saying it, it, it can it, be done it can but i like you said i think this is somewhat personal for brana and and this mm-hmm. was this this was 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 his takeaway from from his childhood it's like you know He's, he's a kid. Things are, are confusing. You know, mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't quite understand everything that's going on. Is is still very impressionable. So I I I hear you, but I didn't find it nearly so problematic in this film. I don't. I wouldn't call. It, I wouldn't call it problematic. Yeah. It's just. It's just. It's um. It's just. It's just perplexing to me. Like I would expect it to be to get there more. Is what. It, it, maybe it's almost that what needed to happen is that maybe he because I think he's he wrote and directed this. Like maybe if he had another person write it with him, like that may have solved some of those issues. I don't know. It's like it's one of those. Like I don't think it's a bad movie. I, it's it's like I said. It's very well made. I don't know if it quite gets to good for me, but it still doesn't suck. I guess is what I'm. So I can get. I understand why it's nominated. I'm like I'm not against it being nominated. but i mean like like it's like i don't know i'm not trying to like totally poo poo it here like it's like it's it's a fine movie yeah um so a thing tim and i are trying to do here is we're trying to come up with movies we would pair each of these with um and now that i just thought of empire of the sun i'm kind of curious how that would work but um what i wrote Mm, down was what i wrote down was uh in the name of the father which would make more sense thematically um given the the whole protestant and catholic angle but i think uh billy elliott might be a better actual pairing that I can mm. think of, but like I mean, Stand by Me might work too, um, but like that was you know kind of like what kind of what I was thinking about movies that kind of reminded me of. If you if you Google movies like Belfast though, you just get a bunch of black and white movies like like modern black and white movies that have like nothing to do yeah, with anything. No, like no this. The- thematic similarity really. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want an older black and white movie that has some some similar themes, you might try The Grapes of Wrath. Oh, okay, okay, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Although that's that's more about the the events and 
you sort sort of through the lens of the family and less about the family being a family. Uh, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, it's 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 not completely dissimilar. It's no, it's not completely dissimilar. Like and a that is, sixty forty versus forty sixty kind of thing. Yeah, and it's and that's still coming very much from from Tom's eyes. You know. Yeah, yeah. For the for the most, part. I mean, the rest of the Jodes are a big part of it too. But I mean, like, but yeah, I totally see that. That makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I do think it's like worth your time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I do think I learned more about the troubles from like the stiff little fingers than I did from the like, and th- not like the actual conflict, but like growing up with it. I think I got that more from the the Irish punk band, the Stiff Little Fingers, than I did this. But <laughs> otherwise, you know, it's I get why it's nominated. I have, yeah, I, have yeah. I have no qualms with that. Okay, all right. Well, uh, moving on. My mom thought it was a waste of money. It was two dollars from Goodwill. Do they like? Do they like even you know, get what music is? My dad really likes gangster rap because of the bass. <laughs> Next up, Coda, Child of Deaf Adults. Yep. Um, this is this is our first remake on the list. So this is a remake of a French film. Um, so the the actress I know from Lock and Key, Amelia Jones. She is a she's a child of deaf adults. Um, her name is Ruby. Um, she is the only hearing member in her family. And so it is, you know, about her, I guess it's about her, like, senior year, more or less. It's kind of, kind of has mm. that, like, ladybird thing to an extent. Yeah, um, yeah. Where it's, where it's kind of focusing on that. But she discovers that she really likes to sing. You know, it's about her figuring out herself um, in singing and having to juxtapose that against, you know, her deaf family, who obviously can't hear her sing. There's, like, other things going on. Like, they're a fisherman family, and there's always, like, some economic issues that come with that. And, and that's interesting, too. You have seen this movie in plot before um it would have different elements somebody online said something that this is very much a hallmark movie plot but it is done with a like like with a really great execution Mm -hmm. and and i think that is i think that's actually a good way to put it um it is kind of like it does have definitely the plot of a hallmark movie but that's not necessarily a bad thing because it does execute it extremely well yeah yeah i i agree completely it's 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 heartwarming. It's 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 not all you know sugary sweet. There there's some there's some awkward. There's some some drama and some heartbreak. You know all all those same elements are there, but this is just just better overall quality. It's it like you yeah. said. It's it's all in the execution. It's it's all in the little details and some some really fine performances from actors who are in fact deaf. Yeah yeah. Um, I think everyone in the family. That she has it like our dev- Marley Maitland, you know, <laughs> yeah, Academy Award winning actress, you know, the Children of a Lesser God. Um, so it, yeah, it's it somehow avoids too much schmaltz, which was the thing that I was getting worried about towards the end. But it uh, it does work. It does get there. It is definitely a movie your parents are going to like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I and I mean that to the listener, although Tim's parents did like it. That's um, that's 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 true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, it has some real, like, I think it has some really good standout scenes that really keep it from, you know, going, you know, elevating beyond like a, you know, a hall, uh, like a hall. I'm not, if you like Hallmark movies, I'm not trying to like, you know, say anything here, but you know, just, we all understand, we all know what we're getting into when we're watching one of those. Um, so it kind of keeps itself from getting into that like saccharine stuff with some like really good standout scenes. So while watching the movie, I couldn't help but kept, I kept thinking of this movie called Save the Last Dance with Julia Stiles from the 90s, which is about her wanting to go to Juilliard for dancing. Um, so I kind of kept, that kept popping in my head. I don't know if it would really pair that well, but I'll admit it kept popping in there. Whiplash is a movie that might pair, pair well with it. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I, in, I, yeah. I, either of those 
could work. Neither is quite the same. And you know, whip, whiplash is you know certainly more more problematic and, and much much heavier drama to it. Totally, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, also you know J.K. Simmons shouting. Totally. Not not really. I mean, but the, I mean, the, the but music I mean, teacher like, is at times a little gruff, but not yeah, not not like that. <laughs> not like the music teacher in this movie. The music teacher in this movie is is more understanding than J.K. Simmons is. But there is still that whole like there's that music thing, and then there's that um going for your dream that maybe your family is not 100% understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. So that, that, that's what I got. I don't know. Did, did, were you able to come up with anything? Uh, not, not really. Like, like you said, it's like this, this is a movie that feels very familiar in, in the broad strokes and the, yeah. the details are important here. The details are very important here. Yeah. All right. You know that like this one's enjoyable. Um, it won the producers guild. So it actually has a, a pretty good chance now of uh, winning best picture. So that, which yeah. is, which is interesting to me. Cause I remember when, cause this came out to Sundance last year and I thought about getting tickets to it, but then, or like, you know, the screening uh, for what it yeah, was. Yeah. Um, and uh, it sold out before I was able to do it. So it yeah, clearly had same. a, had a falling going on there. So yeah, there, there was, there was already talk about it when it, when it got to Sundance. So yeah. So it it already had its, had its uh, buzz. Cool. Moving on. Uh, da, da, uh, the, da. the one that we don't like. Tell me about it. You got 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Go. Uh, a comet between 5 to 10 kilometers across that we estimate came from the Oort cloud. And using Gauss's method of orbital determination and the average astrometric uncertainty of 0.04. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm so what? bored. Just tell us what it is. This, this Seriously, stop. Adam McKay's new movie, Don't Look Up. This is about a about a, a couple of scientists discovering that a comet is coming straight for Earth and them attempting to get the powers that be involved to save the world. And it does not go the way one would hope. Um, that is the nicest way I can put it. So I don't, so a lot of this is also examining how the media works and how scientists are believed. It's very much a allegory for climate change. Um, that's, you know, kind of where uh, McKay yeah. is coming from. Uh, among other things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a few other things, but I think like, it's very much supposed to be like climate change is what we're the, what we're supposed to take. Um, it is a satire. Um, it is funny enough, I guess. There are things I laughed at, but it wasn't like, I would, I didn't like. I don't know. It, the the style of that McKay uses doesn't really jive for me. I yeah. find it very well. In the, I mean, it's pretentious, but I also I also find it very condescending. And the thing is, is like he's saying things that I agree with. I don't disagree with what he's saying. I'm just I just don't like the way he's saying it. He's not saying it in any kind of manner that's ever gonna convert anybody. He is uh, like when 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 I finally watched this and I was talking with Tim, I was like, this is Adam McKay is a frat boy Aaron Sorkin. Like, except I think Aaron Sorkin doesn't have as much contempt for humanity. So, like, that's, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't disagree with, with any of that. Yeah. And I, I said very similar things um, about Vice a few years ago. Yep. It's like, yep. Yep. Re- regardless of an individual's position on, you know, what, what they might think about Dick Cheney, this movie is not going to change anybody's minds. And Adam McKay spent the entire movie literally putting words into his mouth. It's like, okay, these people met. I imagine they said these cartoonishly evil things. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. You don't actually know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and here it, he's he at least is doing that in a fiction sense. So he's not like actively like putting people he, putting words in people's mouths. But yes and no. Some of these people, some some of these characters are 
pretty much straight analogs of of real people and it's it's not at all disguised it's painfully obvious which okay yeah sure it's satire satire is supposed to do that i didn't find any of it particularly sharp yeah that's the thing it is like it's 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 all painfully obvious it's it's like you're Mm. you're taking all the cheap shots you're not changing anybody's minds like i don't disagree with your position but your attitude is is not helpful at all yeah it's very it's the uh it's the very you know internet i am 14 and this is edgy kind of stuff and yeah, it's just, very, very it, much so. Yeah, it doesn't and, quite. You know, at at, yeah. at one point, you know, like two thirds the way through a movie that is that is you know, too long, way too long. At least half an hour could be cut. Yeah, you, you you get DiCaprio going on a rant and saying not everything needs to be clever or funny or uplifting, and, and sometimes it's awful. It's like, but you've you've spent this entire movie trying to convince mm-hmm. us that you're you're clever and funny about this satire at this point are you are you listening to yourself yeah and i'm and, sure in his mind he thinks he's being very smart by doing that but it doesn't, it doesn't yeah that that, that didn't play it's like you know, if yeah. is that supposed to be a, a dissonance thing you know, get the the dichotomy and and juxtapose the one with the other that didn't work for me at all yeah and the thing is like uh, early in the movie when you know before leonardo dicaprio's character gets famous because like he's just like a he's like a michigan state astronomy professor um at first i mean he is i mean that is his character but at first he plays like that he's a kind of a giant dork um and i kind of like that at first but then he gets he gets famous um because he's like on a talk show with Kate blanchett and by the way a lot of fake teeth in this movie um like profoundly fake looking teeth um <laughs> which is probably like which is a point like i'm like i i imagine that was a choice and i don't disagree with that choice but i didn't notice it a lot and i was like this is getting weird like and so like he becomes like this like kind of sexy celebrity and i enjoyed him being a dork because it was interesting to see Leonardo DiCaprio be a dork but then he just kind of becomes Leonardo DiCaprio as the movie progresses and that felt kind of lame yeah but yeah um as, as someone who's like been around scientists all his life I there are things they get right about scientists but there are mm-hmm. some things they get drastically wrong mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh I don't have a lot of praise for this movie so I I really don't I I will say one thing mm-hmm. one thing that I I could appreciate appreciate mind about this movie is there are a lot of really good performances from a lot of fine actors, but the the script and the overall tone, yeah, yeah, it's just it just comes off as petulant teenager. It it it, it really does. But like Kate Blanchett, I did a double take. It's, Holy crap, yeah, that's Kate yeah. Blanchett again. This and, is a, this is the first movie on our list of movies she is in this year um, for Best Picture nominees. Um, but I mean, she 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 does this now and again, where it's like, mm-hmm. wow, it, she she looks so different that I I didn't recognize her for a moment. I mean, and, she's who I picked to play me in a movie of my life. I yeah, mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, she can play mid sixties Dylan. I mean, like she could. Mm-hmm. I am not as complicated as that, so she could definitely cut, tackle me. Um, <laughs> and so. you know, e- even DiCaprio and and Jennifer Lawrence and you know, loads of others are are really really good in this movie you know if, if you look at just their performance i'm unsure about mark rylance to be honest but i think that's more what's on the page than mark rylance well though. yeah yeah so, so you know I, I, again yeah credit to mark rylance who i tried i i thought was good it's just not a good part yeah i don't know when i was thinking of movies to pair it with um i i, I was thinking about why is this working and why did like dr strange love work um instead and i think part of that is because it isn't focusing so much on the rest of the world it's really just focusing on the politicians involved and so having contempt for the politicians is 
you know, fine. It's expected in, the, in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. like, it's, I mean, I think Kubrick may have had that much kind of contempt for humanity. I'm not 100% sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. He doesn't exactly have what I would call, <laughs> he doesn't exactly have what I would call very humanistic films. Um, having having seen all of them now, maybe he did, and I, I, I don't know. But like, I'm not going to 100% speak out of turn there. But the the thing about, you know, Strange Love... Which I am interested in pairing this with is that like you know it's pretty dour it's uh, it's a black comedy too but it's it's contempt for the people in charge is one thing but the thing that this movie does is it just has a contempt for like all of humanity and that bothers me but the thing is like idiocracy is the other end of that like I mean everyone is an idiot but somehow that doesn't feel that contemptuous of society either because there's hope in that movie to an extent I think is why. So. Also, it's it's much more cartoonish here. Totally. It's 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 like there's there's a very thin coat of paint on mm-hmm. any of it. It could go that cartoonish, but it, it could, yeah. but it doesn't. And yeah. you know, whereas you know, this movie, Don't Look Up, is is trying to dunk on everything. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strangelove is more focused. You've got basically three settings in the course of the movie. You've got yep. the, the war room. You've you've got the guy who's who's trying to trying to talk the crazy general off the ledge, and you've got the bomber crew. Yeah, we got Sterling Hayden and yeah, yeah, and and Peter Sellers, yeah, and well, and and Peter Sellers and Peter Sellers in in the war room, yeah, right. This movie, it's like it's it's scattershot. It's 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 all over the place. It'll it'll take you know twenty thirty minutes. Oh, we're gonna dunk on this now. We're gonna dunk on this now. Even though mm-hmm. there's not really a great through line, yeah. So it's it's not nearly as focused as, as Dr. Strangelove, which is a black comedy and is occasionally cartoonish, but when it does go over the top, it's just over the top enough. Yeah. Except for, I think George C. Scott is like, I think he would disagree, but, uh, uh, but that, George, that, George C. Scott, that's, certainly, that's a different story. And, and, um, and Peter Sellers as, as Dr. Strange. Well, and, but, and I'll be honest, the most ridiculous line in that movie is the whole, like, I won't stand back and allow communist indoctrination, blah, 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 sap it and purify our bodily fluids. Like, I mean, yeah, like, that's, yeah, like yeah. That's, and that's, it, and that's Sterling Hayden. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and, and, the, but the delivery of that was just so dry. So dry. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, you know, not, not removed enough to be effective satire i don't think i agree so uh pairings of of course dr strange love at at the risk of playing into uh, adam mckay's hands because he he tried to dunk on this in the movie as well it's like there's a there's a popcorn movie of this mm-hmm. except they believe people in that one yeah um, yeah <laughs> yeah in, in fact there were two but i say you pair this with armageddon and have don't look up be the b movie and quietly disappear somewhere in the intermission mm-hmm. yeah maybe just watch deep impact mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you get morgan freeman in that one yeah yeah and elijah wood i think yeah yeah anyway oh yay comet movies it is yep. a small genre it can stay a small genre yep yep all right so that brings us to um our our lone international film in uh, in our list カフクさんの車を運転させていただくので問題ないですか。その件ですが、自分の車を自分で運転します。保険にも入ってますし、お気遣いなくお願いします。いえ、気遣いというか運転していただくわけにいかないんです。というと、過去に人を引く事故を起
other elements from other short stories um, put into this. So Drive My Car is about a, a man who recently, who, a widower who recently loses his wife and is a well-known actor, is in a very famous production of Uncle Vanya, and then asked by a theater company to put on his own version of Uncle Vanya. And he decides to do a multicultural, multilingual production. So we have, you know, we have some Korean, we have some, you know, some Japanese, we have, I, I can't remember if it's Mandarin or not, but it's probably Mandarin. And we have some um, sign language. Um, yeah, Korean sign language. Korean sign language. And and so, like, that's, and that in and of itself is a very interesting thing. Um, but the the big thing about the movie is he has this car that he, that is his baby. And the fun thing I like about it, it's just like a Saab. It's just like a red Saab. It's not a, like a yeah. Mustang. It's not like a, a car that you expect people to baby. Um, it's just this, like, well, you know. Saab, Saab 900 Turbo is kind of a, a classic, not not in the same way as, like, a... But, but, yeah, it's not like a GTO is what I mean. Like, if this was made in America, it would be a GTO <laughs> is, is the point I'm making here. Like, you're right. Saabs are legit legit cars um especially if you are like part of like if you're into that kind of thing like they are legit cars and like they're very safe like i think you can mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. yeah they are they're one of the one pretty of the reliable cars. yep and very reliable um unsure if they have the like i think the fact that he ab was able to get this particular car to go as long as he did is like a big deal but um, well, yeah because this this is not a, a a new car it's like this this is no it's, it's yeah. probably it's probably from the 90s i think um yeah or early 2000s it's like uh from the look of it Anyway, anyway, so that's his car, and he's not allowed to drive his car because the theater company had a had something happen before in the past. Um, they had a, a director like hit an actor or something, and yeah, so some, they won. some some artist accidentally you know, you know, ran over somebody, and it was yep. yep. And so they're trying to avoid that, so they have him. So he has a driver, and the he and the driver like you know they have this you know humanistic relationship. Now this isn't driving Miss Daisy, nor is it Green Book. <laughs> Um, I, it's hard for me to describe this movie without it sounding like that. Yeah, I, I was, I was also struck by that. It's like this, this is not quite what I was expecting. It's this is not... what those movies want to be, is what I say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, don't may, quite maybe. get there. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, maybe, maybe so. Um, this is is definitely um, less less Hollywood than. Totally. Obvious. Yeah. I mean, Japan, obviously. Well, yeah, um, for, for, for a start, yeah. But, I mean, J Japan can can do, you know, the, the, the Hollywood stuff. No, that's true. They, oh, yeah, too. they definitely have they, their own realm yeah. of things. Yeah, totally, yeah. Um, but, no, this this is this is definitely uh, a pretty pretty straight drama. The, the relationship between the the director and and the driver is never quite what I expected. You know, she's, she's got kind of her own baggage. Everyone, all, all the characters do. It's yep. a... It's a diverse and, and interesting supporting cast very um, humanistic in that sense yeah. yeah they they don't all actually speak the same languages which is yeah. one of the reasons it's 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 multilingual there there are a couple of people who speak one or two different ones there's you know one or two characters who who speak some english mm -hmm. yeah i i was surprised so um watch this streaming the default subtitle setting didn't have any subtitles oh oh were I, they just burnt in or... No, no, there was, there oh, okay. was, there was, there was nothing. So it's oh, usually, usually the, the automatics like, oh, this is a, a foreign language film and, Here's or, the English or, or these lines are in, in some language mm -hmm. other than English and it'll, and it'll subtitle. There was, there was nothing. I had to specifically select English subtitles mm. in order to get the subtitles to show. Hmm. That's HBO Max for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's, there's this whole theme about, you know, how we relate to each other and how we communicate and, and different languages. 
and and how we describe our own experiences there's there's a lot to like here yeah i think this is the deepest movie of the batch like yeah uh, I, I agree yeah there's a lot to, to kind of kind of go for here like yeah there's there's a lot that i just really like about this movie so if i if i have a complaint which i feel is too strong a word mm-hmm. um it is that this movie is three hours long yes but that's um, that's more of a comment than a complaint mm-hmm I mean, I am for, I am also yeah. unsure if it needs to be three hours long, but I also don't know what to change. Well, okay, I have a thing that I want to change, but yeah, you finish your thought. So I didn't really feel like anything particularly in in the movie was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's 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 no fat. It's it's not I a, know it's, a fast yeah. paced movie at all. It's 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 a slow burn drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's, there's nothing really explosive. I mean, e- even up to the end where, where, you know, some, some things happen, but it never felt to me like it, it dragged at all. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, it's, yeah. it's, it's just long. I, the thing I wonder, and I'm not saying this is necessarily a better movie. I'm just kind of curious, like if I ever get my hands on some film editing software, this is one of the things I would like to try. I am curious what would happen if we told this film in a non-linear fashion. Or, or had flashbacks because the first 40 minutes of the movie is this one is like the story of uh, the director and his wife and her dying and, that, and, and that's that's basically the prologue to the to, to the yeah because that's the yeah. cold open yeah, yeah. like because suddenly the credits show up after all that's done and that's like 40 yeah. minutes into the movie I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. and so a part of me wonders if we had if you if you start with at the credit at the at the credits and then periodically go back to that 40 minutes if a that would take away you know some from the three hour uh, from the three hour runtime and b if it would still work um so like that is but i don't know if that makes the movie better it's just a wondering that i have so yeah yeah i i don't really have any any notes to give here yeah I, <laughs> like, no, that's the thing like it's just good i mean like just see it yeah. if you get the chance yeah. um yeah. yeah yeah i mean you take take a break or or two if you need but mm-hmm. this 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 movie is what it is i i really wouldn't change it yeah, I know. It's um, yeah, and so like I like how messy and complicated it shows how life is. I like. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, and we don't get a lot of those. And I think that's great. And I know that like in a time like this, that sounds like why would I want to watch something like that? But it does it in a really refreshing, like real way. So yeah, yeah. In yeah, I I, I said, and and this is a, a thing I I say often uh, with respect to long movies. I didn't feel like it dragged, but it also didn't drag me down. It's like, yeah, it's it's. it's it's heavy, but I, I didn't feel, you know, like it was, was an anchor. Mm-hmm. And like when I, when we did, when we talked about the, well, the movie we're going to talk about next, um, I like, if you're going to have a movie over two hours, you got to give me a good reason why you're taking up this much of my time. And I think this movie does it. Like, I think it, it does that. And I think the other cool thing is that it kind of made a red Saab 900, like up there with a DeLorean and the Batmobile for me. Like, you know, this has become an iconic car for me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So, I'm not yeah. sure I'd go quite that far, but um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, the the car is is kind of a, a character to itself. It's it's yeah. sort of a focal point. It's not really totally. about the car, but the no, the car and it's not has a MacGuffin meaning. either. It's just the yeah. uh, it's just yeah. a it's a it's a through line. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. Um, pairing, I would put it with uh, Pedro Amadovar's um, uh, "Habla con ella" or "Talk to her," um, and that is also a thing that's like there. It it isn't like 
that has more to do with like the messiness of humanity and um dealing with grief and and stuff like that that's uh those are things that it kind of has in common and i i think it might work um i'm not 100 percent sure but that's what i was able to come up with um were you able to come up with anything for this because it's kind of its own thing so it it is kind of its own thing so i'm i'm inspired to go read Chekhov now Um, oh yeah does that yeah actually read uncle vanya yeah yeah i don't have a specific one in mind but there are um there are animated japanese films which oh yeah i totally didn't think about going to the anime route yeah there's definitely some of that yeah yeah. not 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 like you know anime like you would would think of it you know like uh the the shonen category where it's you know lots of action geared more towards young males but um, yeah yeah, not not fighting and stuff but no no but um in their culture they they use animation as a as a medium to tell lots of stories like this as well and you know some some of those i've seen in the past um you know Pick pick your favorite Miyazaki. Yeah, but say this probably I bet yeah, Totoro could probably pair well with this. Or um or like Spirited Away. Spirited maybe. Away. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, I think you're 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 spot on there. All right. I hold at your neck the gom java. Poison needle. Instant death. The test is simple. Remove your hand from the box. And you die. It's in the box. Pain. So the next movie we covered specifically, um, so you can listen to 15 minutes of us talking about the new version of Dune, um, which is another remake on our remake-ish on our list. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. New adaptation a, of the source. A new adaptation, yeah. It's, so it's, it's hard for me to 100% call it a, a remake, but it's kind of a remake. So yeah, we talked about this um, at length already. Uh, it's, this is about Paul and um, the political machinations of what's happening on Arrakis. And bad yeah. things happen. Um, but yeah. at the but at the crux of it, at the center of the whole film, is just a boy going on a trip with his mom, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and also going on some trips. But um... <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so like, I like this movie. We like we both really liked it. We're both excited yeah. for the second part. My only big qualm with it is that maybe it's a little too serious. But that may just be the way Dune is. Yeah, it 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 really is, and that was. Actually, one of the the main complaints about David Lynch's film was that it got too goofy in spots. Yeah, it does get and, a little goofy, and I think and, some of that it is did. it was, it, and it did. No, it totally did. I think some of that is it's the eighties, um, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there's definitely some goofy spots in that. Uh, that were definitely some choices. Uh, that yeah, that, there that were there there certainly were, and you know, like 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 we said on on that episode, this is is not even the. Second adaptation. This is this has been done before. Sci-Fi Channel yeah. did a television miniseries, that, which that's made pretty some, beloved. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot to like about that one. Some of it is is pretty hokey and and cheesy, but part of that is just the basic cable budget that they had. They they made some other choices. There's there's more of a sense of the the camaraderie uh, among some of the main characters in that one that I didn't quite get here. There there were some moments. It's like I I wanted just a little more of that. So I'm I'm not a hundred percent sold on this. I I did like it. I like it a lot. I've I've really come to enjoy uh, the director Denis Villeneuve's work in recent years. Yep. I'm excited to see what he does with part two, and I I think that will cover or or color rather my opinion of the work as a whole because this is just part one. It's an incomplete totally. movie. Yeah. And it feels incomplete. Um. Whereas I I in a in a weird way I kind of didn't feel that way with like Fellowship of the Ring. 
I yeah. even, even though even though clearly there was more story to happen. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't go one... yeah they didn't go get rid of the ring. So like uh, clearly there was more to happen, but that felt more like like its own like a whole story. Yeah, yeah. And there there were some things they did there. Like and and we talked about this as well. The where they make the cut mm-hmm. for for part one in adapting the source is maybe a little bit questionable yeah maybe and and some of that may have been due to production issues and i'm not sure what happened there i yeah i'm 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 waiting to see part two and and that will you know maybe affect my opinion of of part one Mm -hmm. but yeah like like fellowship they you know made a conscious decision to take a, a couple of elements from you know the the beginning of what in in the in the book is is the second volume mm. and and tack those on because that that made that feel a little more cohesive it's like okay this yeah. this this is wrapped up now things are are changing yeah and that's and that's and that's a good way to do things and this is awesome now mind you this is like technically like that was one book of three books so like that's kind of like a different like it had to already stand on its own in a sense yeah um and um whereas this is literally the first half of a book of, mm-hmm. of an adaption so it's a little bit different uh you know i compared it to uh, to the the two it movies and and where they and they where they make the cut for that is actually pretty good like um it works in such a manner that that if it chapter two didn't happen like i i would have been okay with it and i think i said in the thing like you know the second half of that how they set it up the adult part of it was never the best part of that book anyway yeah. so yeah very excited i i don't know if it's gonna win but i enjoyed it a lot yeah i if I, I, I don't know i you know, in in other years, I would be surprised if it won. This year, less so. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll we'll get to that when we get to our final thoughts. But uh, uh, so I would definitely pair this with Star Wars because Star Wars took a lot from this. Spe- and I sorry, I mean this mm-hmm. specifically A New Hope, like that yeah, particular yeah. one. <laughs> so that's um. Like, yeah, I would say, like, that was, uh, if you're going to pair it, do it with that. Um, you could also pair it with Lynch's Dune, too, if you want. But Yeah, or um, uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you just want to go with, like, sand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and there's actually some parallels there, too. There, there, um, there are, yeah. yeah. Good flick. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything different to pair it with? Oh, yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. Never mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, now we get to the film that I have the most head head-scratching moments about in the <laughs> Okay, Mr. Williams, Wait, this now, is on, really hold, not necessary. Hold on. You want to check on the kids? Let's check on the kids. We got future doctors and lawyers, plus a couple tennis stars in this house. And 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 it's not because of the... It is literally because of the focus of the film itself. And that is uh, King Richard, which is, a, which is about Richard Williams, the father of Serena and Venus Williams, the, you know the tennis players if you will um Mm -hmm. of the era and that's the thing that i kind of have a hard time getting past (laughs) because this movie really starts to get going really well when it becomes venus's story and less richard's it's it's weird to me that you would want to make a movie about their dad um to begin with and and that is not because he's not an uninteresting character that's not the reason it's just like what we're gonna make a movie about tennis pros venus and serena williams but we're actually gonna make it about her dad about their dad so that's like that's a thing that I kept. It was hard for me to get past that. So, so I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would agree in a vacuum. However, yeah, what what changes the equation here a bit is that they wanted to tell this story. They wanted I know, to tell the yeah, story about which I dad. still find weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a uh, well, it, and I, I think that actually plays a lot into the into the character, mm-hmm. and and you can get some insight into that from from watching this film. Is that you know their their father 
did these things and raised them in such a way. He emphasizes you know, humility and you know, mm-hmm. Venus and Serena, you know, acknowledging that we're, yeah, we're, we're really, really good at tennis and, and we're, we're confident, but we're, we're still humble and we want to acknowledge how we got here. Mm-hmm. And so much of that was, was from their father who is, is not a perfect human being. I mean, who, although who they do a good job of making him seem like a perfect human being. That's like my other big complaint is that like he, like this movie is maybe a little too nice. Yeah. It, 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 it it might be. I mean, he yeah. he has his he has his faults, and he's he's difficult at times, and it's like he 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 makes some questionable choices that mm-hmm. you know, ultimately do seem to pay off. But you know, he he makes them sort of unilaterally, and and that's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it's a little overlong, and it takes a little while to get going. Um, and I think if they you know did some just a, more editing, that would kind of solve that problem. I do. Th- it is a very good sports drama, though. If you think of it mm-hmm. as like a sports, it's very good at that. It made me care about tennis, which is a, not a small feat for me. Um, <laughs> like I'll be totally and and Will Smith is quite good at it. I just I just kind of yeah. wish that I don't know. I just kind of wish it wasn't as nice as it is. Like I feel like it's it's not bad. It's actually a very good movie. Um, it's just it's still an unusual focus to um, to me. So like down the year, I mean, it's just going to be one of those things that people are going to say like, oh yeah, they made that Serena and Venus movie, but they really just made it about their dad. For it's a thing that I couldn't be wrong for getting stuck on this people i admit this this is a weird <laughs> thing that got in my way and i feel bad about it to an extent so i mean i i, I don't disagree with you i it, yeah. it does still feel a little weird but i mean having having the context helps a lot yeah um so i a pairing was like i mean really you could pick just about any sports drama that would pair well with it but the movie i kind of thought about one I'm curious about pairing it with is The Fighter, where that's like another thing where it's not, it's a brother instead of a, a father, but where there's like a brother who's involved and he's very much not a saint. It would be kind of like the flip side of that. Yeah, um, yeah. And so like, I'm curious how that would play with this. Um, so might not be the best, but that was, the, that's what I came up with. Yeah, or or I don't know, Rocky. Yeah, um, I think with Rocky though, I was trying to like look at, I was trying to find something that had like a familiar relationship that um, very much colored how, the the sports happen yeah and, and yeah. rocky uh, uh, as much as mickey is a father figure for rocky it's not a hundred percent the same thing um, well, because rocky there's... popped in my head too when i was yeah because well, yeah. it's 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 the it's the moment at the end or it's it's like you did it yeah you did it yeah yeah and it, yeah there's that but yeah so i was like i was trying to look for something with that like family thing going on but that was the best thing to do. but yeah rocky rocky would work all right all right so moving on what may be the weirdest movie in a year that includes Dune. No, I gotta get back to work and you have to get back to class. Stop using time as an excuse, Alana. Our roads took us here. Stop sounding like a philosophy guy, Albert Einstein. Maybe I'll see you later. I'm not gonna see you later. Licorice Pizza. It's definitely the funniest movie, I think, in this batch. Oh yeah, by far. It's 1973, Alana meets Gary, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of and that's great. I think that's actually the best way to do this. Um, it's very Altman esque. Paul Thomas Anderson. So this is the same guy who made like Boogie Nights and Phantom Thread and um, you know those movies and um, Magnolia, and and so like he has been kind of making Robert Altman movies his whole career. Um, but this is his most Altman esque movie, and I mean like in the yeah. fact like the weird Robert Altman movies, <laughs> to which he has many. The, the, um, so, the weirdest and the best, though. I I really yeah. enjoyed the movie overall. I yeah, I really enjoyed this movie because I find a lot of his movies to be kind of stuffy a lot of the times, and this doesn't yeah, really have that. Yeah, and the it's actually kind of like a stealth bands on the real. We don't get they don't perform, but uh, Elena Haim 
and her sisters are the band Haim. So like mm-hmm. they're just like and that the whole family's in it. Like that's that's the that the family that she's in. That is her actual family. Mom and dad and the sisters. That is her actual family. And the three sisters have a band. Mm-hmm. And that's and Anderson just directed their latest music video. So it's, which yeah actually played in front of the movie when I saw it. Oh oh that's cool. Nice. Yeah. I did yeah. I did not get that. But the music that's, that's, video. That's cool. A music video by Haim directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. And, oh, that's really cool. And, I didn't. And, I just got the movie. And, oh. and, and then it was the movie. And I was like, oh. wait, what? what huh? That was, that's really neat. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a band on the road because they don't perform. But if they if they did. Not, they not did. quite. But not yeah. Quite. It's, um, but it's pretty cool. Um, I it, This has my favorite line of dialogue from all the nominees. I knew that was what you were thinking. You're always thinking things, you thinker. You thinker. You think things. It's, uh, it's very funny. I enjoyed it quite a lot. It's... Um, it's interesting because it does play with um, reality and fiction at the same time. Benny Softy plays a real person. Mm-hmm. So does John C. Riley. Um, yeah, but well, I, he, I don't think he's playing Fred Gwynn. Um, I think he he's was. Playing... He was. He oh, he's supposed to be, to be Fred Gwynn. Yeah. I, I yeah. think he was just a. Who? I think he was just an actor pretending to be Fred Gwynn and just telling a kid that he's supposed to be Herman Munster. Um, I, I, I think he was supposed to actually be Fred Gwynn making an okay. appearance at, at this thing, but okay, you'll have to see the movie to understand the context yeah. of that, guys. And I think Bradley Cooper is playing the that he's an actual person. Like that's um he's. I yeah. think so, yeah. I think so, whereas Tom Waits and uh, Sean Penn, they're, they're playing real people, but they're not named that. Um, it's very obvious that Sean Penn is supposed to be Will Holden, uh, William Holden because he's Jack Holden. Right. But uh, this is like around the time he's making the movie, the movie Breezy, which is Rainbow in this film. Like, there's some people who are like pay, playing like versions of real people and then people playing actual people. Like we have a Lucille Ball equivalent at one point as well. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, uh, Gary is in, a, is in a fake version of Yours, Mine, and Ours. It's, it's apparently kind of inspired by a, a child actor that is whose name is totally escaping me at the moment but um yeah you can look at this up it's very easy and it's <laughs> yeah just you can find any article and they'll talk about it but um it's it's i kind of think of it as i want to think and this kind of goes with pairing um but though i don't know if it would 100 work is it kind of reminded me of once upon a time in hollywood in that sense and that yeah, we have yeah. like in that we have like real people playing real things and we have oh this is our this is our first movie with uh with bradley cooper in our list and uh he's something first but not the last i like his performance in this but it's uh it's something mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cast a shadow that performance uh-huh but um and and the and the the actor who plays gary that's philip seymour hoffman's son you know uh anderson has a had a lot of movies with philip seymour hoffman some of his best mm-hmm. movies were philip seymour hoffman like the master and well and boogie nights and you know other things so it's it's cool you kind of see this and this is the first time his partner is in it too because maya maya rudolph is in this as well so I don't know. You can you can see a lot of closeness, and that really carries over to the screen. And I particularly like enjoyed that. I liked it a lot. There is some problematic stuff um, because this is the '70s. There's like yeah. one particular yeah, and there's there's one particular thing that I think could have not been in the movie, and it would have been fine. And, yeah, uh, yeah. The the movie would have been fine without. I I do think it's important to discuss the 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 tone of it. It was oh it totally was, yeah yeah because it was. It was not meant as like you know this this is okay and and laugh and it was it was super super awkward and it yeah. was it's 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 supposed it, to be it's, when you see the movie you'll know exactly what we're talking yeah, about yeah my 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 impression was that the intent was to call this out yeah but it doesn't quite like there's there or there could have been one other thing that could have like made it work better yeah but, I, but, I I agree it it yeah. probably could have been done better. 
but it yeah. also wouldn't have hurt the movie to not have it. Uh, yeah, not at all. <laughs> not one bit. Like, there's another thing, without getting, like, too spoilery, like, their age difference is something that's kind of hard for me to get past, but... Um, Agreed, that's that's yeah. a little awkward, and also kind of of its time. It's also in, kind of in, of its in, time. In, in the creepy, not good way. Yeah, and, and so, like, that's... Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like it, though. It's really funny. I enjoyed it. Very likely to... It's kind of a hangout movie, I would say. Yeah. Um, and because of that, um, although I do think it would go well with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I, I think it would probably pair much better with uh, Dazed and Confused. In, and that's very much, although that is a one day, th that's like a just like the last day of school. But that's very much, it's the last day of school, a bunch of stuff happens. So <laughs> this is, they both have that similar kind of hangout, weird shenanigans are happening kind of feel. Um, yeah. So I thinking about this, 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 this just came to me. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's similar in a lot of ways, although the tone is very, very different. Mm -hmm. You might try it with The Graduate. You know, that also kind of popped in my head too, just like that sort of era of movies, that um, you know, sort of new Hollywood drift punk stuff that I love um, mm -hmm. with, uh, with uh, you know, not so, maybe not so much Cool Hand Luke, but... Um, yeah, not, not, not quite. And, and uh, the main character, Gary, in, in this movie is a little more of a, a hustler and a little bit less of a, a drifter. Like, he's, yeah, he's, exactly. he's always looking for the, the next thing, but he's, he's still just kind of aimless a little bit it's... yeah it's like he doesn't have like he's always trying to find the next thing so he does we don't know what his big goals for life are but yeah. um and that's okay like uh we don't yeah. he's, he's 15 like that, that that's not a big deal um <laughs> so yeah and so like yeah i definitely feel that that kind of like early 70s like you know like i think this would pair well with harold and Maude, probably yeah. Um, talk about age differences. Um, <laughs> yeah, like any kind of movie like of that ilk, I think would work really well. Most Hal Ashby movies, I think, would fit with this. And just and any early '70s Robert Altman, uh, Brewster McCloud is actually kind of what I was thinking of in kind of like the zany weirdness. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's a lot. To, there's a lot that this would go well with. Yeah, and the, I think this has a good chance to win Best Original Screenplay. Uh, I would vote for Worst Person in the World. It is, however, like a Norwegian movie about. About a woman dating in her 30s and that might be a tough sell for some members of the academy take that shade um yeah, but yeah. um yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I could see it winning that and I, that, that brings us to our our second movie with both bradley cooper and kate blanchett all right stan i give zina uh, an article a any article Please concentrate on this object I have in my hand, Professor. What can you tell me? Wristwatch. Leather band. Brass, not gold. Oh, old, worn down. Oh, but it's full of meaning. Takes us mm -hmm. to another remake, um, Nightmare Alley. Now, I have seen the original on this, and it is different. From it's, it's, it is apparently more like the book. And so this is about um, Bradley Cooper. He is kind of a drifter. He drifts into this circus. Um, he gets involved with the, one of the psychic kind of shows that's in this sideshow. Um, and then he kind of gets under the wing of one of the people, learns how to become a, what we, like a, like a mind reader, parlor trick mind reader. And he, becomes, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. A, a mentalist act. <clears throat> a mentalist. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, he gets into this mentalist act and, you know, he and, he and Rooney Mara, um, you know, start their own thing and they're like playing like black tie shows and like really fancy ways. But then he gets caught up with Kate Blanchett and, uh, yeah, it kind of goes from there in a very film noir -y, 
very Guillermo del Toro fashion. That does sound really convoluted, and it is overly convoluted. I think the novel is overly convoluted, and that was kind of my problem with the original, too, is that it probably is a little, got a little too much going on. And um, and that's kind of like, that's my big complaint with this, too, is it doesn't quite overcome that issue either. It's still really nice to look at. The performances are really cool. It's very Guillermo. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's yeah. it's very much a, a noir in in the, the sense of you know, the, the old, old noir and... Mm-hmm. And there but, is a there is a black and white version of this that you can that was released. Um, it hasn't been. I don't know if it's on Blu-ray yet or anything. But you, it went to the theaters for a time. I'd I'd be curious about that because mm-hmm. it was plainly shot in color. Oh, and totally. I, no. Yeah, I I don't know if if all of the lighting would work in the same way. And and color does play a, a role here. Totally. So I yeah I curious, but mm-hmm. yeah, this this is certainly not a movie for everybody. It is super uncomfortable in a lot of places yep. like like most noir would be and like mm. a lot of Guillermo del Toro yeah, totally so yeah. you, you put those together it's like you you probably if if you know what either of those are like have got a pretty good idea what you're getting into in this movie totally um so I didn't really enjoy this movie in in that sense but I I can appreciate the artistry of it mm-hmm. I did enjoy this movie in that sense but that's my bag so it's like <laughs> yeah, it was, and, and, and it, mine not so much so. yeah yeah so like it was hitting all the it was hitting all the Andrew things so yeah yeah I totally feel that um I think this is probably better than the than the 40s one the 40s one has a uh, has an ending that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense um, well and yeah I as as I understand it that one was kind of hamstrung also because of well it was it, it was was uh haze code yeah haze code definitely got in the way of it uh, so, in a lot of ways and and here it definitely doesn't yep yeah it was a, it was an r-rated story to begin with and mm-hmm. that was kind of hard to pull off in the 40s so yeah um if i was going to pair this with anything i would pair it with carol by todd haynes and i'll be honest that might just be because kind of like a similar color aesthetic though a little bit more uh, you know a little bit more candy coated but um but it also has Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. Um, so, like, that's, you know, that's kind of where I'm coming from with that. But really, you could just watch the the original with it as well. Or, you know, any kind of, like, circus noir if you can find one. I, I was curious about how Todd Browning's Freaks would freaks. go with it. Yeah. But um, Freaks, is, Freaks, Freaks is an exploitation movie for sure. Um, but it gets this built. This is not. This is not. Um, also, Freaks is kind of like billed as a as a horror film when it really isn't. It's kind of a soap opera, at a circus. Yeah. In a lot, and, and there's elements of that here. There, so. there, there are, and and there are certain certain threads of of exploitation mm-hmm. in it, but it's it's not really about that in its in its entirety. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you could also pair this with probably any number of. Uh, Senor del Toro's other films. Totally. Yep. Yep. Crimson Peak I mean, comes to mind. Really? You think it would go well with like like oh Crimson Peak? Yes. Yes. Sorry. I was thinking um the robot one um Pacific Rim. Um, I was like oh, I would I would not no. pair that with this one. No. Um, but no. it would go well with Pan's Labyrinth. It would go well with um with Kronos and Devil's Backbone. I think. Yeah. yeah. Most people look at it and just see a hill. Where Bronco looked at it, what do you suppose he saw? A barking dog. The hell! You just saw that now. When I first came here, see, it looks like a dog with its jaw wide open. You just saw that? And then, okay, so this was the last one that I watched. Kind of had some un- unwarranted hype to it because this was the one that was kind of getting all the buzz, and that is The Power of the Dog, uh, directed by Jane Campion. And before I watched this, I did watch her other film, uh, The Piano. 
and because I had never gotten, I had never seen it, and um, and mm-hmm. I, you know, finally got around to it, and, it, and that is a very good movie. It was, but it's also very '90s Academy Award. This is not. Um, this does feel, you know, very now-ish in that sense. Um, it's a western. It is about George and Phil. They own a farm. No, not a farm. They own a ranch. Sorry, George and Phil yep. own a ranch, and Phil is very much of the classic masculine, rugged type, and George not so much. George is uh. He's, uh, you know, he'll do the stuff, but it's not his his everything. And uh, he gets in with Kirsten Dunst, who is the proprietor of a restaurant and has a teenage son, like an older teenage son. I want to say he's like eighteen or nineteen. And yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. Um, and the son is very much of not of Phil's masculine ilk. He is what we would call queer coded, but that's never explicitly stated. Um, and uh, he is vo- he is uh, the kid who is the voice of Paranorman um, in Paranorman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and so eventually George and Kirsten Dunst get married and they go to live on the ranch with Phil and there is some tension that goes on. Yeah, yeah, uh, way to undersell. Yeah, There's I know, a... I know. It's like it's, it's like I, I try not to get too into into the thing because yeah, we'd be here yeah, forever. Don't, so don't 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 want to build the hype too much, but yeah, it's. Yeah. There's there's a lot of tension. It's it is oh, very God. tense. There is so much tension, um, especially like the last fifteen minutes. There is so much tension. Uh, well, well, no, I'm sorry, not the last not, fifteen not, minutes. Not, like, not, not quite. quite. Not, not quite the last. But like the, the beginning or like uh, the the with the actual climax. There's like where the actual climax is, not yeah. the denouement. Yeah. But um, the yeah, that's that's this extremely tense. Um, yeah, 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 all all throughout. And you know, for for that, yeah, give it. Give it lots of props. Uh, you know, great performances. You know, fine, fine actors here. You know, Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, um, Crud, what's his name? Jesse Plemons, mm-hmm. uh, Cody Jesse Smith Plemons. Yeah. yeah, and so he and Kirsten Dunst are actually like are, are a couple. They, I think, they have children. Yeah. So, so they are they are one of two married couple or not married. Well, one of two couples that are. Uh, nominated for awards <laughs> together this year and like uh, Javier and Penelope are the other ones so yeah but that, I find that cool so yeah very very cinematic you know lots of lots of shots that are very very oh yeah uh, engaging to, to look at it has a um, very Andrew Wyeth feel and I am a big fan of that because he's one of my favorite painters so yeah yeah I found a lot of things to appreciate about mm. this movie and I I kind of like what it's trying to address. I didn't feel like it really had a whole lot to say other than you know, here's 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 the here's the thing and you know, we're we're not going to just drop it on the table where it's 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 obvious. It's like we're we're going to try and get you to contextualize it and think mm-hmm. about it and that's yeah. That's that's all good. But I as as much as I sometimes felt bad for some of the characters and what they were going through, I didn't really bring that with me outside of the film it didn't mm. affect me in that way mm-hmm. and the the other thing that sort of surprised me um in in sort of a, a meta contextual way sure um there there'd been some buzz about the the twist at the end of the film mm-hmm. what surprised me is that i was not surprised by the twist mm-hmm. so i'm with you with the twist like yeah i definitely saw that coming However, I think there's like another other twist that that comes along with it that I won't that I won't get to it here because I want people to watch the movie. And because of that, I think it enriched the movie a little bit better for me because when I first watched this, I walked away pretty underwhelmed. I was like, "Oh, that was good, I guess, but it didn't quite but it wasn't until 
my brain was processing it in the back and I started using, because I, I was looking at this with a slightly different lens when I was watching it um, because of the buzz I got around that twist. And I may have been a little misled about the buzz about that twist. And when, and when I got, then it really kind of clicked for me. And I'm still like, I'm not like, I'm impressed with certain aspects of it, but I'm not overwhelmed. I'm very whelmed by this film. <laughs> like to, to, to use some like, you know, 90s clueless reference here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I get you there. Like I like I definitely saw the twist coming, but how the twist is 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 done ended up being a little bit more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I I guess I can can kind of see that. I don't know. I I think there are probably multiple ways to interpret that. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, no, um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and and you've given me a little bit to think about, which is is interesting. Still on on the whole, I I don't know that that really elevates my estimation of the picture as as a whole it elevates it but only like um like a half grade for me yeah um, yeah is, not, is, not, is not that much yeah i do think this is well directed i think she deserves um the oscar for that for sure i do think this is you know extremely well acted and extremely well shot i i think the best westerns are always talking about masculinity in some way and this is definitely doing that and i think yeah. that that's yeah uh, yeah so that's that's kind of how I feel about that. I It took a while for it to click for me, but it did click. Um, but this one was the most overhyped for me, so I will admit that it has like that. And I think that was kind of the same for you, too. Um, yeah. This is, I, the one, this is the one with all the buzz, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't feel like it was overhyped, but there mm. there was certainly some some hype and some buzz about it. Right, and you, okay. like, you like more traditional Westerns than I do, so you have that going along, too. Um, yeah, yeah, not uh, not something I'm always going to go out of my way to watch, but right, yeah. yeah. Um, so if we're pairing on this, I mean, you can watch the piano. I think that's the better thing. Um, mm. The thing I want to pair it with, and people who haven't seen the movie should jump ahead about 15 seconds, um, because all the best, the things I really want to pair it with, spoil things. <laughs> so yeah, I really, there, I, there there is one glaringly obvious. Yeah, the, yeah, one glaringly yeah. obvious one, but the one another not so glaringly obvious one and this is the part where you need to skip ahead if you don't want to know is we need to talk about kevin um mm. because yeah <laughs> yeah haven't seen that one but yeah oh um, uh, yeah no that's one you got to get psychologically prepared for so in, yeah for obvious reasons john c Riley, matter, haven't have, haven't seen the other one yeah so i don't know i like this did you have anything to pair it with other than the obvious one <laughs> not really i mean you, mm. i mean it's okay if it's the obvious one because it's the obvious one I mean, there, 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 there is the obvious one in a similar vein. I, I don't know. Now, to be fair, with the obvious one, they are very different movies, so they're not. They, they like, are, they yeah. are. There, there are some similar themes, but it's not, mm -hmm. not, not the same movie. That's, yes, masculinity is still a big thing of that too. So, yeah. Um, cool. I don't know. Midnight Cowboy. Uh, ooh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. That would be interesting mm -hmm. to see. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Another one I haven't seen. Oh, it's pretty good. Um, very much, very much of its time. Very much, very uh, 1969. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. And so that brings us to our last, our last remake and our last <laughs> film. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. And that is the new version of West Side Story by Steven Spielberg. Um, his first musical. And I got to admit, he did a good job. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I would um, say he did a great job. I, I very much enjoyed this. Uh, it's it's not just a, a retread of the old film or or of the Broadway. It feels like a re-adaptation of, of the original Broadway script. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and there there are definitely some some changes you know who performs yeah. which numbers and and uh and doc becomes you know a different character which which i actually really like i think that was a good update it's sort of like like doc exists in the world of this movie well i think he's dead but, is, but is, he's, is, yeah he is, existed is dead, in is, this is, world is not present <laughs> yeah. but his yeah. his his influence is there. His influence is there. Um, uh, to, well, we can. This this isn't a big spoiler. So, like, Doc is um, ostensibly Valentina, his wife, who is played by Rita Marino, who is the original Anita. Anita, who is the the well, not the original Anita. She was the Anita in, in the in the, in the movie Wise film. in the Robert Wise version. And so, and she's like her and the new Anita are the MVP of of these of this movies. They're, they're the two that I think really make this movie something really, you know, something special. But um, it's, uh, I, I, in a lot, it's it's very good from Spielberg. Um, I think it's one of his best directed things in a long time. It's, however, at the same time, I kind of feel like he's sort of cosplaying, if you know what I mean. I don't know how to describe it. It's, uh, I, I walked away being like, he did that really well. But a part of me wonder, like, it was, it was, there's still this sort of feeling like, I'm Steven Spielberg and I'm going to try to make a musical. It's like, there's still kind of, there's still kind of that feeling to it, but he still, he does really well at it. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it um, feels like a Spielberg movie, but yeah. it is a musical. Um, yeah. So I, I, I've said this a couple of times now in, in conversation, mm -hmm. this felt less Broadway than, mm -hmm. than the old film. Like I, I felt like all of the characters, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a big enough cast had some, some more depth to them. They, they felt more real, all, all the situations, the way they're, they're framed and and play out like the, the the big production numbers felt less spontaneous somehow in this movie. Yeah, totally. It's it's weird because like I I was really enjoying it. I was getting it, but then I was still it was still one of those things where I'm trying to like figure out what's not clicking with me. Hundred why isn't this getting to like a ter or like a plus territory for me? Because it's doing all the other things to get to. A well, I mean, there's only like there's only like a couple of cast members that I think don't quite bring it up to everyone else. Um, mm. And one of those is not the actor's fault. Um, the guy who plays Riff reminds me of John Mulaney, and I couldn't shake that for the rest of the movie. That is not his fault. Um, Interesting. <laughs> like, okay. he does a fine enough job, but I just kept seeing John Mulaney for some reason. And I'm not, like, particularly into the guy playing Ansel Aragorn as Tony. It's, um, eh, it's like, and there's other, there's subtextual reasons for that. But also, I think he doesn't, it's weird because, like, I, like, you know he's there because they needed some kind of name person. Um, and then whereas, I mean, Rita Marino's there, but, but, uh, like, whereas it's mostly a cast of, like, people that, you know, you don't automatically know, which I think mm -hmm. if they had done that 100%, they could have just sold this on, it probably would have made the same amount of money as it did, which wasn't a lot, <laughs> but, um. Yeah, but the, the, the film works on its own merits. Absolutely, that's the thing. Um, but I think ultimately what, so unlike... Um, Belfast, where it took me the rest of the movie to kind of figure it out. Um, here, I figured it out pretty quickly, is that it feels like a 60-year-old story with current actors. Um, and that's, I don't know, it's its hard for me to call it a bad thing, but it did have this kind of, like, the story itself had sort of this, like, as timeless as it is, it came off stale for me this time, and I'm and I'm curious as to why I don't because there's huh. changes to it that I think that are that are different that are very good. Like I mean, this this rectifies the big problem of the original one and like you know actually having Puerto Ricans play Puerto Ricans for one thing. Well, more of them. Well, more of them, yeah. And so like so it does a lot of things right. It does more things right than it does wrong. But then like I found yeah. myself having a hard time shaking that this just feels like a dated story. And I think that's the problem with just West Side Story at this point, in this juncture of things. And, like, I, I'm 100% reading that from a 2022 lens. I mean, how could I not? But, I mean, but at the same time, like, that's where it's coming from, I think. And But even then, like, that, it's just, like, that's... 
it it doesn't mean the movie's not worth watching. Like I think it's great. Like I think it's uh, it's one of the better ones of the thing. I don't think it's gonna win Best Picture, but I think it's it's really good at this at the end of the day. So I don't know. That big ended up becoming like if I had any complaints, it was that. But that's just okay. Me. So I I actually disagree. I I think mm-hmm. the, uh, the the central premise and and the themes here, um, you know, recontextualized for West Side Story versus you know Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm are still very present in modern society. The, mm-hmm. the, the particulars are a bit different, but this is still something that we're, we're wrestling with and we need to get better. It's, it's not mm-hmm. quite the same as, as it might've been, you know, 60 years ago, mm-hmm. but it's, it's still a problem. So this, this I think is, is still relevant. Oh, I'm and, not saying it's irrelevant. I'm just saying like, there's, cause like, yeah, you're right. There's a timeless thing to this. Yeah, like that, that, that's that, that's to it. But I like, I don't know. Like, I just, I found myself, it just felt, I don't, I can't tell you what made it feel old for once. Like, cause most of the time I like period movies. Like I don't care about that, but it's, um, that's, that was just something that was just there for me. And it, maybe it didn't happen for other people and that's fine. Like, I think yeah. like, it's like, yeah, I'm that, telling, that, like, that didn't happen to me. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of like that problem that I have is a problem for the whole movie, but the things it does well, it does really, really well. So, I mean, like, particularly the dancing. I think the dancing is amazing. And the cinematography, so. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is a, a beautifully shot film. Totally. Um, it, and this, this is something else I've said a, a couple of times now. It, it feels like it has a, a broader color palette yeah. uh, in more ways than one. Yeah. Um, versus, versus the old film. It's like there's, there's, there's more grit, more, more grime. It doesn't feel like it's, 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 it's just set pieces, even though some of them totally. Really, clearly are it's like it it feels more lived in mm-hmm. I, and i'm and i'm actually not like really comparing it too much the old one uh, all that much i mean like i mean it is kind of a ballsy move to you know remake a best picture winner um, yeah to be honest um but you know it is so i mean yeah the story is the same but the way it's done is so different it's this is why i'm just like why does this feel so 60 years old to me like that's that's the thing i'm still like and I, i've been thinking about that for a long time and maybe one day i'll find it but i haven't yet but <laughs> yeah nonetheless though it's uh definitely worth watching like yeah. really and truly the only one i'm like of the of the 10 nominees the only one i'm like you can skip don't look up yeah yeah i'm i'm pretty much in the same boat The and 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 like and to be honest like as much as i liked um nightmare alley like you know you don't like you could probably not watch that one too like if you're into that Guillermo del Toro stuff, you should watch Nightmare Alley. But mm-hmm. if you're not, you're not missing yeah. nothing too yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, several of these movies are really not movies for everybody, but most of them, with one notable exception in our opinions, mm-hmm. are fine movies. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I guess getting to our final thoughts. Um, all right. Here's what I think is probably going to happen. Now that uh, Coda won the PGA, when we look at the baseball stats and the preliminary playoffs of it all, um, Coda has a better chance now of winning Best Picture. Um, I still think it's probably going to go to Power of the Dog. And I'm not mad if Power of the Dog wins. I think I liked it a little bit better than I did Nomadland last year. Um, but it's still that kind of win. It's like, it's not my favorite. It isn't what I'd vote for. Um, it's sort of what I expect to win. And it's still a good movie. And but um, if I voted, I'd vote for Drive My Car. Um, I don't necessarily see other members doing that. Yeah. Um, but if I voted, that's what I would vote for. So I'm I'm in a very similar position. I I think of these, I I enjoyed several of them, but I I think Drive My Car spoke to me the most mm-hmm. uh, out of any of these. You know, not that the others don't have worthwhile things to say necessarily. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I did like Coda. It's it's a good movie. It is a good movie, yeah. 
could it yeah sure i i i don't know really the the only thing that would that would bother me is is don't look up and it's, yep. i i understand how it got on this list but no no and i'm like and then there are other movies that i've like i almost wonder if they'd have to do like the moonlight thing where they literally show us it like just to be like, yeah this one won um mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. uh because i feel like if if coda power of the dog or drive my car actually won i think there wouldn't be any like oh that's a surprise um like there'd be like a little bit of surprise if drive my car won but um mm, but i think yeah. but i feel like if, if if like nightmare alley or 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 dune won there'd have to be like no no really we mean it here. Yeah, yeah. That I, I think either of those would be considered a little bit of an upset. You know, yeah. similarly, uh, you know, West Side Story would not be a surprise. There's there's mm-hmm. a lot of love there, and you know, rightly so. Yeah, yeah. And if it won, I wouldn't be mad. Like, like that's the yeah. thing. Like, you know, as like as you know, as as I was talking about, like, you know, it, this is a thing that could just be me. Yeah, I still think it's like a super made well. It ever it does everything else super well. So like, yeah, yeah. That's uh, ten movies this year. I don't mm-hmm. know if we needed to have ten movies. <laughs> I, I'm I'm fairly sure we didn't. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I don't feel like you know I don't regret watching any. Well, maybe don't look up. But you know, I uh, <laughs> I don't regret watching most of them. So yeah, if a big takeaway, if you're gonna watch any of them before and uh, you haven't seen it, and if you're just waiting to see what wins Best Picture, you know. Um, you know, wait to see what wins in a week. But um, yeah. if you're if you want to watch if you want to watch something before then the the three I would recommend based on the baseball stats would be Power of the Dog, Coda, and Drive My Car. And I guess Drive My Car is me and Tim's choice, but we'll <laughs> like I don't think either of us have any like feeling it's gonna win. But Parasite won, and I don't think either of us really expected that either. So no, I I I sure didn't. Uh, that yeah. that was a a surprise to me. Not not because of any deficiency in quality on its part, but. Oh, absolutely. No, it just, it just didn't seem likely. And that's part of this. Like, um, it's not necessarily the best that's winning, you know. Um, there's a lot of other factors that come into this. And let's yeah. be honest, that's how it works in sports too, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, it's, it's a moment in time. It's like, you know, at, mm-hmm. at the time the Academy voting members were casting their ballots, this is, is what got the majority. It mm-hmm. may not prove in the long run to actually be the best or most well-remembered out of these, but here it is. Yeah. Maybe, maybe since I think you and I have been doing these rundowns for a while, maybe we should do a five years later comparison and what we think really was the best picture of that year compared to what won. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that might, be, yeah. that might be something to think about. All right, man, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could dunk on Don't Look Up some more. In fact, we could probably spend a while doing that, but then we would turn into exactly what we said we hated about the movie. So, yep. So we're not going to do that. So that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be live tweeting during the ceremony next yep. week as usual. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. No, we're not open. Yes, I'm the real Herman Munster, but you can't be here right now. You can't go through here.